Thank you, Jesus. How many of you are excited about what you feel in the house of the Lord tonight? Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, praise the Lord. I'm not going to preach a long time, but I, I do feel to finish, to finish what we were talking about this morning. Hallelujah. And we're going to start tonight in, we're going to go back to the book of Acts. And, and your pastor was on it already. Uh, but I'm going to start and we're going to back up. We read verses 6 and 7 in chapter 1. But we're going to read, or excuse me, we read 7 and 8. We're going to read verse 6. Acts chapter 1 and verse 6. And we're going to start right there. Hallelujah. 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 There's great faith in the building here tonight. Great faith in the building here tonight. Hallelujah. Mm, hallelujah. I feel like dunamis power is being released in here tonight. That's what I feel. I feel like some people went home this afternoon. And made some decisions before they even came back to the house of God tonight. Ah, I'm going to tell you, when you start taking dominion in your life, it does not take long for the Holy Ghost to move into the space that you created and begin to operate. Mm. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. The Lord will fill all the space that you give to him. He'll fill all the space that you give to him. Hallelujah. Acts chapter 1 verse 6. Is it on the screen? Awesome. When they therefore were come together, they asked of him saying, Lord, wilt thou at this time restore again the kingdom to Israel. Wilt thou restore the kingdom to Israel? And we're going to start right there. And I want to, we, we, this morning we talked about designed for dominion. And this is designed for dominion part duh. <laughs> Not to be confused with duh. Part duh. And we're going to talk about tonight the order of dominion. The order of dominion. Would you pray with me before you're seated? Jesus, we love you. We are so thankful to be back in your house again tonight. God, I thank you for the rush of your spirit that we have already experienced in this room tonight. Lord, and as you have settled in over us here, I pray that you would now give us ears to hear what the spirit saith unto the church. And Lord, I pray that our belief would begin to arise. And as our belief arises, Lord, that signs, wonders, and miracles would be released in this building here tonight to operate with power, with dominion, with precision. In Jesus' name, Lord, anoint me now to preach your word to your people. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. Would you give the Lord a hand clap as you're seated? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Just want to say what a great honor it is to have my wife and two 
younger children with me here tonight. Such a treat uh, to have my family. Amen. Love them so much. And I just want to give all of you honor. My family doesn't travel with me everywhere. Uh, as a matter of fact, we are selective about where and when they come, but they always want to come when I come here. So I give you honor. Thank you to all of you for making this a safe place. Amen. And again, give honor to your pastor and his family. Love and appreciate them so, so much. Acts chapter 1 and verse 6. I'm going to just read it again since it's been a moment just to bring our minds back to it. When they therefore were come together, they asked of him saying, Lord, wilt thou at this time restore again the kingdom to Israel? It's so interesting that they would ask this question and Jesus' response was about authority and demonstration. Immediately, he begins to talk to them about exosia. And I'm going to explain to you why this is so important and why I believe it plays such a big part in where the church is right now. Last year, anybody remember last year? You blocked it out already? Right, me too. But if we can bring ourselves to remember it for just a moment, our world went through chaos, the likes of which, I'll just speak for myself, that I have not seen in my lifetime. I've never seen it. Never seen division, animosity, uh, terror, sickness, disease, death, fear, just total chaos everywhere. And especially in these United States of America. Never seen it. And I believe that's probably the case for most of us, right? Brother Billy Cole said that you will see displayed in the natural what is happening in the spiritual. And we began to see principalities in the natural come at war with each other last year. There was political division in our world, not just in our country, but in our world. There was global strife. Principalities were fighting for power. They were fighting for jurisdiction. They were fighting for authority. Very similarly, this was a period of political unrest in Acts chapter 1. And the church was not on top. The church had been in a time of turmoil, time of chaos, time of persecution. Last year, and I'm going to be very transparent here tonight. The closer and closer we got to November, a lot of us thought that if November would go the way that we think it should go, my boy, it's tight up in here. Somebody put a fan on and sucked all the oxygen right out of the room. We thought if it would just go the way we think it should go, that's going to fix the problem for the church. 
Okay. Maybe I'm the only one that thought that. Sorry, I just, you know, I like it. I know parents always say, don't talk back. Well, the preacher says, talk back. Right. Talk back. That's how many of us felt. That's how I felt. It's how the disciples felt in Acts chapter 1. Are you about to restore the church to a place of political positioning where we can begin to exercise our authority again? Did you hear it? They thought, hey, if the church could just be on top politically, we could really step out and exercise our authority. And the Lord immediately responds and begins to speak to them in verses 7 and 8 about exosia and dunamis. And what he was telling them is this, and your pastor already said it, the kingdom of God and the level of authority in the kingdom of God is not subject to political positioning in this world. Your level of authority has nothing to do with who is in the White House. Your authority and your demonstration is not dictated by any election. Ah. I'm telling you. They had a wake-up call when they asked that question. Because they were challenged. He said the times and seasons are not for you to know. What I'm doing with the church and when I'm doing with the church is not for you to know. What you need to know is no matter where the church is on my timeline, no matter who is in political power in my timeline, you have power and authority everywhere on my timeline. Hallelujah. Woo. So we're going to talk about the order of dominion. I heard a preacher say one time, God's promises are God's intended outcome for your life. He said whether or not they come to pass are directly tied to our involvement and response to his promises. You don't have to look any further than the life of Moses to see that. It was God's intended outcome for Moses to make it to the promised land. But some of his own choices kept that promise from coming to pass. You are directly involved in the promises of God in your life. You are directly involved in whether or not you experience and live in Exosia and dunamis. 
Exosia and dunamis are God's intended purpose and promise for every newborn believer. But your response and your involvement determine whether or not it operates in your life. Amen? So what we need to know about dominion is the dominion that we have and are promised has nothing to do with political positioning, has nothing to do with title or position. Hello? I'm going to tell you where dominion begins. Isaiah chapter 56 and verse 7 reads this way. Even them will I bring to my holy mountain and make them joyful in my house of prayer. Their burnt offerings and their sacrifices shall be accepted upon mine altar for mine house. This word house figuratively means the human body. For mine house shall be called an house of prayer. That word prayer there means intercession. This is when God prays through you on behalf of his will. Not when you pray on behalf of your will. Okay? For my house shall be called an house of prayer for all people. This verse, when you read it that way and you look into those words, becomes a depiction of my house coming into submission. Genesis 1.26 says that God has given us dominion over all the earth. 2 Corinthians 4 and 7 tells us that we are earthen vessels. Are you ready? My flesh is not my identity. It is not who I am. This is a house. Dominion starts in the house. The Bible says that the elder shall serve the younger. Well, who's the elder? It's my flesh. This flesh, my house was born first before the Holy Ghost came and took up residence inside of it. But when the Holy Ghost moved in, the Word of God is very clear. That when the Holy Ghost moves in and the name of Jesus is applied to my life, this flesh immediately begins to surrender its authority. And now the younger is in charge. If you want to have dominion, you've got to allow the, the younger to have dominion over the elder in your life. Mm. 
Bible says there are two nations, that there were two nations inside of her warring against each other. Your pastor said that we are ambassadors. We're citizens of heaven. The rules of this world don't apply. We have diplomatic immunity. Well, the only way that works is if the younger is the one in charge. You can't let the flesh be in charge all the time and expect to reap the benefits of the younger. Dominion starts in the house. I believe it's in 1 John that says, Hereby we do know that we know him if we keep his commandments. You want to know how to get dominion in the house? Obedience to the word of God. Woo! That was weak. Obedience is a dirty word in our society. Nobody likes to hear that word because that means somebody's in charge. It means somebody's in authority. It means somebody's going to be right, somebody's going to be wrong. Somebody's going to get to tell somebody else what to do. So society has rejected obedience and accountability. And guess what? That mindset has begun to permeate the church. And as it has permeated the church, without even realizing it, we thought we were just grabbing a hold of comfort. But what we were really doing is surrendering our authority. Mm. Hereby we do know that we know him if we love his commandments. He said to his disciples, if you love me, obey me. I love that line. I use it on my kids all the time. And I love you, daddy. Well, you don't have to tell me. Obey me and I'll believe you. Dominion starts in the house. It starts when you begin to bring every thought into captivity. Whatsoever things are pure. Whatsoever things are holy. Whatsoever things are righteous. Whatsoever things are lovely. If there be any virtue. If there be any praise. Think on these things. Dominion starts up here. Dominion starts in here. Mm. Hey listen. I know it's not popular. You know why? Because we're used to faking dominion. We can fake dominion. That's what we get to do when we come to the house of God. And we look the part and we act the part. And we know exactly when we should stand and when we should run and when we should dance and when we should praise. But if I am living in disobedience to the word of God. If my heart is wicked. If my life is not pure then I'm just faking dominion. Dominion starts in the house. It starts uh, by me consulting the master every day uh, and saying, God, uh, what do you want me to do with my time today? Uh, God, uh, I got this much energy for the day. Uh, how do you want me to spend my energy? Uh, who do you want me to invest my time in? Uh, what conversations uh, do you want me to be a part of? Ah. Hallelujah. 
The Bible says that if you're a son of God, you'll be led by the Spirit of God. We got to get back uh, to being led uh, by the Spirit. Mm. When you begin to be led by the Spirit, you begin to establish dominion in your house. Mm. See, dominion is established through obedience and submission. And those are two different things. Obedience is the gateway to submission. If you're a parent, you know that obedience and submission are two different things. Because sometimes my kids obey me. Because they are scared of what might happen if they don't obey me. But on the inside, their spirit is rearing against me. If you want to bring your house into dominion, it starts with obedience. That means I obey the word of God because it has preeminence in my life. It doesn't matter if I agree with it. It doesn't matter if I understand everything that it's saying. If the word of God says it, I'm going to obey it. And it doesn't stop there. It also transfers right here. If the man of God said it, I'm going to obey. Hey, listen. I know you're not comfortable. I'm less comfortable than you up here. It's not fun preaching against the flesh. It is not fun. Our flesh doesn't want to hear it. It doesn't want to hear it. It wants to have an attitude. And say, I'm in charge. I'm tired. I'm going to do what I want to do. I'm tired. I'm going to respond the way I feel like responding. I'm tired. I'm hungry. I got things on my mind for the week. You know what that is? That's a war going on between the spirit and the flesh. Woo! Dominion starts in the house. It starts when I take, start taking control over my behavior. You say, well, preacher, I can't do it. Oh, yes, you can. Oh, yes, you can. I know you can. Do you know what one of the definitions of dunamis is? The power of moral excellence. That means when you receive the Holy Ghost, God gave you power to bring this flesh into subjection. Your willpower can't do it, but your dunamis power can. You can have victory over pornography. You can have victory huh, over nicotine. Huh, you can huh, have victory over alcohol. Huh, you can huh, have victory over anxiety. Huh, you can have victory huh, over depression. Huh, you can huh, bring those mood swings huh, into subjection. Huh, you can. Huh, hey, what are you talking about, preacher? I'm talking about dominion in your house. You've got to have dominion uh, in your house. Woo! 
You can bring that anger issue under control. Ah, uh, woo! You can stop flying off the handle. You can develop financial discipline. You see how I'm meddling in basically every area of your life? Why is that, preacher? It's because all of it is tied to your house. And we want to see dominion in other places. But we reserve dominion in our house. But the truth is, your house is step one in the order of dominion. You are not going to see dominion anywhere else in your life huh, until you develop dominion in your house. It means uh, you can control the way that you speak. Uh, it means you can stop gossiping. Uh, it means you can uh, stop tearing down leadership. Uh, it means that you can worship uh, when you don't feel like worshiping. Uh, it means you can come to the house of God uh, even when you don't want to come to the house of God. It means you can pray uh, even though you're tired. Uh, it means you can run. Uh, you can shout. Uh, you can dance. Uh, we're talking uh, about dominion uh, in your house. Some of y'all ain't happy in your marriage. But you don't have dominion in your house. It's all her. It's all him. They're the problem. Huh. Hmm. I grew up in Brother Pasley's church in Cincinnati. And if he was here, he would have said, pick up your teeth after I said that. <laughs> He'd drop a bomb like that and be like, pick up your teeth. <laughs> oh, preacher's just beating up on us. No, I'm not. I'm beating up on your flesh. And I'm letting your flesh know uh, it's in its last days of dominion. Uh, because there's a spirit inside of you uh, that's been fighting for exosia uh, for years. Uh, and God uh, is giving you a revelation here tonight. Hey, uh, all those comforts, uh, all those conveniences, uh, all those excuses uh, that you use on a regular basis, uh, they are robbing you uh, of dominion. this all right Amen. the order of dominion it starts in the house Joshua 24 and 15 very well-known verse well at least the last line of it is most of us don't know the first part and if it seem evil unto you to serve the Lord, choose you this day whom ye will serve, whether the gods which your fathers served that were on the other side of the flood, or the gods of the Amorites in whose land ye dwell. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. 
That house is not your flesh. That house means your living place, your abode where you dwell. The order of dominion starts in the house and then it's the home. The house and the home. Listen, I hope that we can all be friends after church. <laughs> Me being the father and the husband, the head of my house, that position is not enough to help me get dominion in my house or in my home until I have dominion in my house my headship will be ineffective to try to establish dominion in my home did you hear me I'm talking to heads of household and in our world I understand that that, mean, that could mean single mom single dad could mean grandma or grandpa. If you are the head of your house, of your home, you will not be able to establish spiritual dominion in your home until you have dominion in your house. When I was first married to my beautiful bride, I was young and immature. And I thought that I could solve every problem in my house because I was the head of my house. All I had to do was exercise my authority. Right? It was my God-given authority. And by God, everybody's going to listen. Y'all can breathe a little bit. It's all right. <laughs> and I went to prayer one day. It's amazing what you'll learn in prayer. If you'll give God time to talk to you a little bit. And I said, God, I said, here are all the reasons why there's chaos in my house. I was not one, one of the reasons. Can you believe that? I mean, she struck gold with me. I was, she, she had it so good. I was not one reason that there was a problem in my house. Jesus help us, right? And he did. Mm-hmm. Because then it was my turn to pick up my teeth. Because the Lord said, well, if you're the head of your house, he said, does your arm move without you telling it to move? Do your feet go somewhere without you telling your feet to go somewhere? He said, if there is a problem in your house, he said, it's coming from the head. Well, I'm leaving now. 
He said, you better start looking inward before you start fixing something outward. And little did I know that 12 years ago, God started to write this message on the tables of my heart about dominion he started to teach me until you get your heart right Vinny uh, until you bring your flesh into subjection uh, until you bring your thoughts into dominion uh, until you exercise exosia in your house uh, don't expect to have dominion uh, in your home hey this will change the atmosphere of your home. Joshua said, are you going to serve the gods that your fathers served on the other side of the flood? You know what he was saying? He was saying after your deliverance, after bringing you through are you going to still serve what he delivered you from? Are you hearing me? How does that equate to where we're at? After God allowed us to be baptized in his name and filled with his spirit, are we still going to serve the flesh are we still uh, gonna serve uh, the gods of egypt uh, are we still uh, gonna cater uh, to the gods of the amorites uh, in whose land we dwell he said who are you looking to please who are you trying to impress what crowd are you trying to fit into what image are you trying to put forward? Whose opinion are you really worried about? Are you going to serve the gods of this world after he has already delivered you? He said, not me and not my family. As for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. Mm. He was saying, listen, in my home, we're going to establish dominion. If you walk into my home, you are not going to feel like you are still in the world. When you walk into my home, you're going to experience peace. When you walk into my home, there's going to be a stillness in your spirit. Why? Because we have dominion in the atmosphere of our home. Dominion in the home. Mm. You know when darkness came on the land in that plague, the Bible said that they could see lights on in the houses in Goshen. It was the only place that they could see the light. The only way this world is going to know who we are is if they can see the lights on in our home. You didn't hear it. We're always pointing to the light at church 
They're looking for a light in your home. Listen, when you begin to establish dominion in your home, your home will become a revival center. People will begin to stop by your house because they love the way it feels when they walk through the door when you begin to establish dominion huh, in your house huh, and in your home huh, people huh, are going to begin to reach out to you huh, and say hey huh, I got a need in my life huh, can I come huh, over to your home huh, can you and your family huh, pray with me about this need huh, can you speak into my life it's the order of dominion You know, as a man, I can walk past a basket of dirty laundry and not even realize that it's there. I can step over it and not notice that it's become part of the landscape of my house. Have any of you husbands, this is a moment of empathy, okay? You're going to have to help me. I better hear some amens. Have any of you husbands ever invited somebody over to the house after church without asking your wife first? Pastor, I did that once. I did it once, one time. That's all it took. And I learned my lesson. Because her level of clean is not the same as my level of clean. I'm like, I'll just shove the dirty laundry out of the way. You can sit here. Yeah. I should just go ahead and apologize now. Right? I'm in big trouble already. Uh, I hear it. When you are living in dominion, when the moment arises that God wants to use your home, your home has to be ready. Mm-mm. See, we are used to living in operation. And operation says, oh, you need a Bible study? Well, we're going to schedule it three days from now. That way I got time to pray and prepare and get spiritual. Because if you came over right now, I wouldn't be ready. But dominion says, there's a light on in my house every day and if you need prayer right now you can come right now you want a bible study right now you can come right now you need a miracle right now you can come right now because we're not living in hours of operation in my home we're living in dominion so if you need a miracle on a tuesday then come on over on a tuesday
What does that mean? That means that you got to start evaluating what's in the home. I hope this is okay. Over the last six weeks, and you can ask Aubrey and Hudson, Daddy has been doing some serious evaluation in the home, haven't we? Mm -hmm. And you know what? They didn't like all of my decisions. They even used tears against me. Can you believe that? <laughs> tears are a weapon. They didn't like it when I said, we're no longer allowing that in the house. They weren't happy when daddy said, we're going to shut that off because that's become an entrance point of attitudes that, <laughs> that are not under dominion. And I thought I'd been doing a good job. I really did. But what I realized is I wasn't using the same system of evaluation that he was using. So we got this morning list in my house. And on this morning list, the kids are supposed to pray every morning for seven minutes. And then they're supposed to do a devotion. And the Lord began to convict me and he said, you know what? He said, they're in there just checking an attendance box. Like so many of my people do. Just getting through the list. But there's not much really being accomplished. He said, how do you expect them to pray? He said, you have to teach them to pray. You have to teach them how to pray. So I get, went in and Jennifer went in and we began to pray with them. And you know what? Instead of allowing some book to determine what they should learn every day, I started asking God, God, what do my kids need to learn out of your word today? And God began to give me a subject every week. And we began to do, this is I think our sixth week of weekly devotions. The first week, what did we learn about? Anger. We learned about anger. And then, on the second week, what did we learn about, Aubrey? Holiness. Because you know what I realized? It's not the Sunday school's job to disciple my children. It's not a devotional book's job to disciple my children. It's my job to disciple my children. And when I begin to disciple uh, the members of my family, uh, I begin to establish dominion in my house. Uh, and I'm telling you, uh, it was just a matter uh, of days uh, before the atmosphere began to change uh, in the house. Uh, and the attitudes uh, began to change uh, in the house. Uh, and peace uh, began to permeate uh, our home. <laughs> One night I was putting Aubrey to bed. And she said, Daddy, will you pray for me? 
I said, sure, baby. What's wrong? She said, I was watching an art video on YouTube. She loves art. I was watching an art video and an ad popped up. She said, and I saw something. She said, would you pray for me, Dad? <laughs> and I prayed for her. And when I got done praying for her, you know what she said? A light bulb came on because we had just learned about holiness. We learned about how holiness is, how holiness is wholeness and separation. We are made whole by him. And then we separate ourselves so we can remain whole and grow whole in him. And she said, Dad, that's what we're talking about. She said, that took my peace. You see how dominion works? You don't think there's a war for dominion in your home? There's a war for dominion in your home. And you know what? The adversary was not happy about what was happening in the Azalini house because all of a sudden every entrance point began to be shut down every entrance gate began to be shut down now hear this the enemy was mad and I'm just gonna tell you when you get serious about taking dominion you can expect a spiritual battle Okay. It had been five or six weeks we've been doing this. And we have neighbors behind our house that have outdoor speakers. God bless them. And the one in the back where their kids play and a bunch of neighborhood kids play is pointed directly into our yard. And we were outside playing soccer, me and Hudson was. Well, he was playing soccer. I was just trying to breathe. <laughs> and music came on that speaker. And I heard the most vile trash that I have ever heard in my life come over that speaker that day into the atmosphere where I had been establishing dominion. You hear me? The enemy was mad. I walked in the house and my son heard words that he had never heard in his life. And he walked in and he said, well, I guess I know what the F word is now. And I began to weep in my spirit. And I went over there and I, went, I marched directly to the door of that house. And I told that lady. And I, by the way, I walked over there and there were six-year-olds, seven-year-olds, eight-year-olds, nine-year-olds, ten-year-olds listening to some of the most vile trash I've ever heard in my life. Their mama was, oh, I don't know, I don't know. An hour later, it was back on. And I'm going to tell you, something came over me. You can ask my wife in that kitchen. And I said, babe, I heard a story one time of a preacher in Texas who was so led of the Holy Ghost. This is how it used to be. I'm going to tell you, this is how it used to be when I grew up. That one night, he was praying in his house. 
And the Holy Ghost said, do you want to know where your young people are, where your youth group is? And he said, yeah. He said, get in the truck and drive. He got in his truck and he began to drive. He drove for over an hour until he crossed the state line. And the Holy Ghost said, turn here, turn here, turn here. And before he knew it, he was in the parking lot of a bar across state lines that serve people at 18 instead of 21. And he began to walk to the door of that bar. And as he was walking up to the door, a group of his young people walked out the door. And he began to reprimand them. And one of them had the audacity to rear up in their spirit. And he turned and looked at that bar. And he said, I curse this bar in the name of Jesus Christ. Never again will this bar steal a young person from the kingdom of God. And that week, that bar burned down. Now listen to me. Something came over me in that kitchen. When that music came back across the airwaves. And I told my wife that story. And I turned around and I looked in the direction of that music. And I said, God, I curse that sound system in the name of Jesus Christ. No ever again will that music come across the airwaves into my house and into my yard. And I'm going to tell you right now, and she's my witness, since that day, music has not come across those speakers one time. Not one time. What is that, Penny? It's dominion. It's dominion. Hey, are you tired of your prayers uh, hitting the ceiling uh, and you feel uh, like you're not getting anywhere? Uh, start uh, getting uh, dominion. Uh, start uh, getting uh, dominion. Uh, you've got to have dominion uh, in your house uh, and in your home. And you can expect the people in your home not to be happy about it to begin with. But don't worry. When the atmosphere changes, the attitude changes. Just give it time. Hey, I hope this is all right. I'm just telling you, this will change your life. It'll change your life. We're talking about the order of dominion tonight. It starts in the house. Then it moves to the home. And then it moves into the field. Would you just pray with me for a moment? Come on. I, I just feel like we need a little bit of a breakthrough in this service right here. Come on. I'm going to talk to you about dominion in the field. Uh, and these are all things that we desire to see. Uh, but we need to get a hold uh, of these first two things right here. Uh, because without dominion in the house, uh, without dominion in the home, uh, we're not going to see dominion in the field. Hallelujah. 
Lord, I pray you would give us revelation right now. Come on, I want you to take a moment and ask God. Ask the Lord. Say, God, I need you to shine a light in my house. Lord, I need you to show me. Lord, where have I surrendered dominion? Where have I surrendered dominion in my house? Where have I surrendered dominion in my home? God, I need you to reveal to me. Lord, the entrance gate of the adversary in my house. Mm. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Acts chapter 5, beginning with verse 12. And by the hands of the apostles were many signs and wonders wrought among the people. And they were all with one accord in Solomon's porch. I, I just want to point out that Solomon's porch was outside the doors of the temple. We're used to... Operation is we're in one accord in here, but then we all go our separate ways out there. When the church is in one accord out there, you're going to start seeing dominion in the field. And of the rest, durst no man join himself to them, but the people magnified them. And believers were the more added to the Lord. Multitudes, both of men and women, insomuch that they brought forth the sick into the streets and laid them on beds and couches, that at the least the shadow of Peter passing by might overshadow some of them. There came also a multitude out of the cities round about unto Jerusalem, bringing sick folks and them which were vexed with unclean spirits, and they were healed every one. This is dominion in the field. We've gotten so far from it that it's hard for us to even believe that it can happen. But I'm going to tell you, there are places and pockets that are getting a hold of this right now. And it is starting to happen again. Dominion in the field. And here's the deal with the order of dominion. We always try to establish dominion in the field first. And dominion in our house last. And it works the opposite direction. First, I get dominion in my house. Then... I get dominion in my home. And when that happens, 
we will see dominion in the field. Oh, Vinny, you're just, you're, that's just a bunch of hype. The Bible says, greater works than these shall ye do. I am telling you in the Holy Ghost right now that there is a day coming where that same overshadowing power that was on the apostles is going to be restored to power and people will be healed when we walk in the room. I talked to you this morning about how sometimes we try to stir up this feeling of faith and then shout the word of faith as if somehow that brings authority. I go to church in Westerville, Ohio. My pastor is Bishop James Stark. I remember the first time I was in a family prayer meeting. That's what we used to call them. We had them on Saturday nights. I'd come in. I was probably late. I don't know. And I was sitting down. And I was just kind of praying. Just trying to get in the zone. Get in the vein. And pastor, as he walked by. Just as he walked by. The atmosphere right there. Shifted. What is that? That's dominion. <laughs> That's dominion. When you walk in and the atmosphere changes, psh, dominion. I remember we would be in services. I remember one time we had Sister Shirley Cole come and visit. And he didn't see her walk through the door. And he was at the pulpit. And he stopped and he said, something just happened. He said, the atmosphere just shifted. And a minute later, she walked through the back door. What is that? That's dominion. The atmosphere changes because of the level of authority that you are walking in in the spirit. Uh, let me tell you. Listen, years ago, I would tell my kids, hey, I, they would have, you know, certain friends that you didn't want to come over to the home. All right, fine. Y'all can act that way if you want. <clears throat> but we had certain friends that, for some, you know, we always had an excuse why they couldn't come over. But really, the reason we didn't want them to come over is because it felt like it affected the atmosphere of our house. I got a different way of thinking now. I realize now. That was operation. I had such little authority in the atmosphere of my own home that I was afraid how somebody else would affect the atmosphere in my house. But now, you want to come to my house? Come on. Because when you come in, you're going to feel a shift when you step over the threshold of my house. Because we have chosen to serve the Lord. 
Check your devil at the door because there's dominion in my home. Check your attitude at the door because there's dominion in my home. You can't bring that wicked spirit in my house. It can't survive in the atmosphere of my home. And that's what happens when you start to have dominion in your city. Listen, you're going to get this. Starts in the house. It moves to the home. Let me show you why this is so important. When all of you begin to establish dominion in your home, collectively, it affects the atmosphere of your city. I'm not going to say where I was, but a few weeks ago, <clears throat> I was on my way to preach somewhere on a Sunday night, and I felt something that I had never felt before. I was a few miles from the church. I had Sister Aubrey with me in the car, and we were a few miles from the church, and I began to feel the presence of the Lord in the city. Not in my truck, in the city. I felt that same shift in the atmosphere that I had felt years ago when Brother Stark walked by me in that prayer meeting. I realized that something had happened when I entered into that city, there was an immediate shift and I began to feel the presence of the Lord in the city. The city. Now watch. When I stepped to that pulpit that night, I had a different message planned to preach. And out of nowhere, the unction of the Holy Ghost came on me. And I began to preach about dominion in the home. Little did I know, I was about the 11th preacher that had stepped to that pulpit in the span of two or three months that had preached about dominion in the home. And that church had started establishing dominion in their homes. And when they did, it began to affect the atmosphere of their city. I'm going to tell you right now in the name of the Lord Jesus. That as you begin to establish dominion in your house and in your home, you are going to see a shift begin to happen in your city. In that same overshadowing power that Acts chapter 5 talks about is going to begin to hover over your city as the church begins to take dominion in their field. 
It's going to happen. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. And I'm going to tell you right now, I'm not going to be the last person to step to this pulpit and begin to preach to you about dominion. I may be the first, but I just feel that in the Holy Ghost. God is going to send other people to speak to you about dominion because God is ready for a shift to happen. I want to invite you to stand to your feet right now. I feel like the Lord is going to begin to peel back layers and the scales are going to begin to fall from our eyes. As we begin to take dominion in our houses, in our homes, we will see that dominion begin to transfer to the field. Come on, if you want to be a part of that shift in dominion, I'm going to open up this altar right now. I'm going to invite you to begin to make your way to the front and begin to respond to the word, begin to respond to the Holy Ghost tonight. Come on, there's no better place to start taking dominion.